Welcome to No Code Explorers, the podcast where we relentlessly search for the answer to one singular question. How far can we get without coding? And today we have Tim Brophy. Tim is the co-founder of One Degree Careers. One Degree helps people explore, select and pursue high-paying careers that don't require a college degree. Tim and I had a great conversation and I'm particularly in love with his mission, which is to grow back the American middle class and reduce misplaced student debt. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Let's check it out. Hey Tim. Welcome to No Code Explorers, man. Thanks, Daniel. Appreciate it. I'm I'm stoked to be here and and uh, hopefully help the audience with whatever we can help in sharing. Definitely, I uh, I believe uh, just by sharing uh, your story by that launching a startup, and I know there there are fresh news to be shared, and we're gonna get to that. Just that will be great, but we're gonna dig deeper if you don't mind. Uh, talk about how to build things on Bubble, et cetera, et cetera. Can you start by, by telling us uh, about yourself and your company? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so my name is Tim Brophy, and I'm the CTO of One Degree Careers. And um, we're a startup that helps people find high-paying um, careers that don't require college. So we call these skilled careers. Uh, mm -hmm. People typically think of you know electricians, plumbers, but it also includes you know private pilots, real estate agents, um, software programming. Um, and yeah, so my background is in industrial engineering, which is people think typically think of as like a technical field. Uh, but we really didn't get into, definitely didn't touch any front end coding. Uh, we did a little bit of database work, uh, but not a lot. And, and I didn't do any of that after I graduated college. Uh, So when we found Bubble, um, one of one of the competitions we were in, uh, one of the advisors mentioned it, and we needed a way to like iterate fast and test yeah. and and build a, a platform that our users could actually see and and be able to use. And Bubble was it. Before uh, we get into the, the the building phase, how did you come up with the idea? What's the vision behind One Degree? It's a good question. So. My co-founder, Gabe Ben-Simon, he's our CEO, and he reached out to me when I was, I was working full-time in healthcare, um, and he had recently gone back to school to get his MBA, um, mm -hmm. which some people find ironic, right? Like, going to yeah. college and come up <laughs> with this idea. Um, but really, the, the, the aha moment was, you know, why is our society here in America and, and in many other countries... Why is it so built around using university as like a career exploration process, yeah. right? We, we graduate high school and then there's a process of, okay, you go to college, you kind of figure out who you are, but while you're there, you're taking on all this debt. You have to yeah. make a decision a lot of times, you know, oh, I'm going to go into business or, oh, I'm going to do art history. And that decision all of a sudden defines the next 10 years of your life. Yeah. So, so why are we pushing this on people? Why can't we give them an option to explore careers that maybe don't require college or don't require the college debt that comes with that experience? Yes, yes. The, the, I, I thought you mentioned that when we were to talk about the vision because student debt is an issue, right? We, It is we, massive. 
we need to address this and and i i really really love the way you decided to do it like okay here here is the menu here are the people who can guide you uh, once once you know kind of a little bit about what you like what you don't like and then someone mm -hmm. can guide you and then what's the next step on on one degree people people explore their careers uh, potential careers that don't require a four-year uh, degree then they talk to someone to guide them and then yeah so so um yeah the, the kind of going back to the vision it was really bringing aggregating all the information that's out there because it's not like the information isn't in existence we're not necessarily creating the information we're just bringing it all into one place and then like you said daniel providing them with uh what we call a career guide uh, mm -hmm. and after they have that there's a process of exploration and then they select their top you know two or three careers that are most interesting then we we help do the research for them on the back end um, as much as needed and really provide that helping hand um, a lot of times career selection is kind of uh, arbitrary if you will you know yeah. mom says oh like, daniel you're great at at music like why don't you go into music production or yeah. or in yeah. gabe's case hey you're good at math like why don't you be an engineer so yeah. that that arbitrary selection um you know, it really defines who we are and it doesn't need to be arbitrary. Uh, but at the end of the day, we provide um, the research that people need to, to make an informed decision. And then uh, really that confidence in choosing the right career path and that opportunity to kind of dig into the details of it and what that looks like in the future. Yeah. And when you think about what you guys envisioned, it feels like a per perfect fit for no code because you can do a lot of concierge stuff before you automate things. You can start yeah. by generating demand and then and then creating technology, et cetera, et cetera. How much automation and features did you have on the first MVP? It's a good question. Um, I, you're making me think back to the MVP 1.0. Yes. <laughs> um, we had the, I'm trying to remember what they call it. There's a plug with bubble. Um, it's, I think it's a Tinder stack or Tinder no code. Mm -hmm. So there, there was, that was the main feature that, that we saw. We're like, okay, we can build around this idea of swiping left or right for careers. Yeah. And it's kind of a fun way to engage for exploration. And then from there, it was really, bringing in some, uh, the, some of the data from BLS, which is uh, the Bureau of Labor and Statistics mm -hmm. for, for all of the careers that are here in the U.S. Um, so it was really simple at the beginning, you know, adding the, the career guides, adding, we have a Calendly, you know, iframe that's in there now. Um, all these things we were able to kind of iterate based on user feedback and, and bugs that kind of popped up that we wanted to fix and try to automate. And there's obviously still a lot more that we want to do. Uh, but it's yeah, cool because sure. bubble bubble grows with you. How much of a learning curve did you guys face when starting out with bubble? The cool thing about bubble is that it was the community. I think how, being able to ask yeah. a question and and do if you Google like your whatever your question is and then put bubble at the end, you know, nine times yeah. out of ten you're <laughs> going to find an answer on a forum, uh, usually on the bubble forum. Or there's a lot of uh, you know, pioneers out there that are doing like what you're doing, Daniel, like bringing it forward. Um, and that helps a lot. So it was, it was, uh, I think the confidence to get started is what's needed most for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I can't help but contrast with what would be needed to start coding instead of with no code. Did you ever 
try to to do it with code in, or or any any kind of project with code before what 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 was the your experience around the around coding it's a good question um, so i mean i always wanted to get into code um but i never never dove deep enough to ever build anything of substance uh so really this is you know me coming at it as like i don't i really don't know anything about coding is is yeah. a fair fair way to put it and then just learning the logic is oh, bubble school because it lets you focus on the logic and the flow of you know how people are going to engage with your app and then from there you know it it's kind of plug and play and it figures yeah. out the the more boring stuff on the back end i know i know since you didn't uh walk uh, the the two paths but I, i would love to compare what was your perspective on it if you had to code instead of use bubble how much longer do you think it would take you <laughs> oh man that would have uh, or, or it would have been a would while you even go down that path that that's a that maybe it's a better question would you do it if yeah. you had to code yes yeah we definitely would have but it would have taken you know just to scratch the surface if you took a boot camp approach you're going to spend four months six months and that's just yeah. the beginning so uh you know the alternative is is outsourcing it but then you don't necessarily have control of it um yeah and that's most important with entrepreneurship right to be able to to build something test it learn from that and go back and iterate exactly sometimes those iterations are weekly or even every every three days So yeah. to have to wait for a dev team that's building something, it can take you know weeks or months. Yeah, there's the money part as well. You would have to to pay yeah, uh, a lot true. for for people have plenty of opportunity. Let's just say that people are competing for developers at the moment. So if you were to yeah. outsource, you have to pay, and you wouldn't have the the control you have at the beginning. Of course, there yeah. are there are ways to mitigate the, those things, but nothing beats doing it yourself when when you're into it right when when you decide yeah. to do it yeah and how long I, I did, you, did it take for you since the day you started learning bubble to the day you launched an mvp we started we started just digging into like wireframing in april 2021 and then we had mvp 1.0 up within four weeks uh, yeah. the actual like starting with bubble to to launching was probably about two and a half weeks beautiful so, and beautiful. we were working at that point it was part-time so we weren't even yeah, full-time so, yeah, and, and it was the the two of you gabe and you is gabe and myself yeah both of you worked on bubble no i mean we wireframe together and then i essentially put bubble together you can think of it as like ux and then we were would review it test it you know mm -hmm. find the bugs so it was really just me doing the the bubble coding or no coding yeah, so Yeah, yeah. The whole development, the visual yeah. development. <laughs> exactly. Since I mentioned visual development, do you think, do you see, see yourself more of a visual person? Person? Did the visual aspect help you when when developing your software, or is it just the simplicity of it and the the ease that Bubbles brings to the table? Yeah, it's kind of both. It's it's both. I think the hardest part of it was the database side. Uh, but mm -hmm. having the having the visual part uh, definitely made it easier because yeah. you can you're almost wireframing like you're bringing your wireframe to life at the same time that you're essentially coding it and then the the back end with the database is like okay how do we you know look at who's actually registered as a user or mm -hmm. make a change and not delete all the data so that's that's the yeah. important side it's 
incredible that you in like two two and a half weeks of uh bubble coding had an mvp out which is uh just yeah, amazing and for substantial yeah for non-technical people and, and i'm gonna say non-technical in the sense of people who don't code in mm -hmm. the past it would have taken them months if they were to try and find someone to to do it for them or learn how to do yeah. it so it's it's incredible what what we we are able to do with no code not only bubble bubble it's it's your example but there are so many ways to to launch today that that it's it's amazing it is it is amazing it's a good good time to be an entrepreneur yeah exactly exactly and and i think there there will be a new generation of uh entrepreneurs i don't know in order of magnitude bigger in terms of number of entrepreneurs than than before because of that right yeah. or or more i don't know yeah definitely it's a good way to test test your idea and even if even if you want to hire a developer like you should still try to go the no code route because it's going to force you to wireframe think through the flow and learn it better so that you yeah. can you know be deeper on on the idea and the concept and, and you can uh, communicate it better as well I do uh, custom software development uh, for nice. clients, and when we get an MVP that that was done, and that's that's before, let's call it the, the no code explosion. Uh, the example I'm I'm saying. Uh, so when mm -hmm. they had a prototype built in Bubble or on Figma or whatever, it helps a lot for us to understand. There's definitely some translation you need to do from from what people did and what the code needs to 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 work but oh, yeah. but it helps a lot with the communication right yeah i can i can imagine yeah it's the equivalent of yeah if somebody's building you a house and and you have it all sketched out and you're yeah. able to like articulate and point to what you're talking about it definitely helps you might not know the the specific way to draw the the blueprint etc cetera, etc cetera, but they will get what you mean right <laughs> exactly exactly a little bit about the the startup journey what drove you to become an entrepreneur um it's it's a combination of wanting to make an impact on the world and getting tired of corporate america yes <laughs> i think it, it's hard to make an impact and, and you know no risk no reward essentially mm -hmm. uh, and i mean that from like an impact standpoint um you know i working good jobs program manager or project manager those kind of like mid-level management jobs but it's just you know you you get a salary you go to work you go home and like there's a lack of of depth of caring and like really like wanting mm -hmm. to um help people you know i was in healthcare but like not being a doctor or nurse like not on the front line so then you know it's a question of like what am i really doing with my life so with the entrepreneurship yeah. route it's you know even if you're working on a widget you're like okay if this goes well i'm going to make a lot of money and i can use that to start a foundation or i can help somebody else and and the learnings that come with it as well are just substantial you know gabe and i have talked about that he got his mba um, and I and I got my graduate degree earlier on, but like the learnings that we've had in the last year and a half, it's equal to like it feels like ten years of of real yeah. life. So yeah. that's you, that's been really fun. And you've been uh, doing this for about a year and a half, right? Yeah, yeah. We we started working on it um, in early 2020, but obviously there's there's some issues with that year, and yeah. 
you know, we were working part-time, um, you know, we had our full-time jobs still. So we just started full-time really about six months ago. Um, and the journey the last six months has been insane. Like going from burning the bridges of, or burning the boats, excuse me, of, of the full-time jobs as kind of a leap of faith right after we figured out bubble. And then within, within like two weeks, three weeks, we had um, investors and then, you know, raised a pre-seed around within six months. And like that, I don't think any of that would have happened without uh, bubble. And none of that would have really happened without the confidence to just like step out and try it. But maybe that, now it's a good time to talk about the pre-seed round, which is the news I, I mentioned uh, before. You you raised, I think it was uh, 250. 250, yeah. 250. 250 with Antler. Yeah, it's been a crazy journey. They've been amazing. Um, we had applied to different like top tier programs and we always got pretty far like to the last rounds. Yeah. Um, but having the, um, having the bubble app, I think combined with not having the full-time jobs as a security blanket, mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. they just saw the passion in what we were doing and, uh, they took a leap of faith. So they, their program has changed over the last um, year or so, but, um, you know, essentially it was a, a two month program at the beginning with a little bit of money up front and then you pitch for the 250 K. Um, yeah. and, and it, the whole thing was culminating to a sprint to like get users and understand them deeply and just being able to iterate with bubble was, was awesome. Not to harp on the bubble thing, but it's, it was pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, no, but, but I, I think, uh, we're here to talk about no code and the thing you mentioned, uh, just, just now about probably not being able to raise the seed round if you didn't have the bubble app, it's huge, right? In the early days, people would raise money with a PowerPoint or, or anything like that. Nowadays, yeah. you need both proof of execution in terms of product and business and, and, and you need some traction to to attract investors or you definitely do or even to hire people to uh, early on right people yeah they need the social proof right like social media traction and then also the the proof of concept and um like you can do it with like squarespace or uh duct taping other processes together um, yeah. but I think the combination of, of being able to do the no code application and then the fast iterations by yourself, like that's a really magical culmination of, of things that comes together. Um, yeah. And, and really the sprint was that we came to was us being able to like work with users on an individual basis and like take them through the process of yeah. they don't know what to do. Okay, great. Let's get you exploring careers we'll meet with you, we talk through it, figure out what we're going to help you do research on. Um, being able to go through that very fast, um, the bubble app made it very easy because we were capturing, you know, people signing up, registering and measuring active users and all of that good stuff. Yeah, and how much traction did you have before the program? Not a lot. <laughs> we had, we really didn't, we needed um, a sense of direction. I think, and having that kind of line in the sand with Antler, like, okay, this is an opportunity to, raise this pre-seed if we do it well um that was really the fire under our our butts to get us moving um i think with us it's you know it's a fault of being too corporate and and talking about stuff mm -hmm. and trying to like minimize risk and mm -hmm. with entrepreneurship it's a matter of just doing it just break yeah. it 
get out there and duct tape it together and make it happen. So, um, yeah, it was having that direction from Antler as a partner was really helpful. And then uh, just being able to, to move through the process quickly. And we're still running off that process that we built with them over those few months. Yeah. And we've you know changed it a bit, uh, but it's still running off the bubble app and, and it's working pretty well. How much of your uh, day-to-day today is divided between talking to users doing uh, other parts of the business versus building software it's a it's a mixed bag we wear a lot of hats um it's a hard question i think uh there's usually like a full day a week where i'm just looking at the product and like trying to revise it based on users feedback and any mm -hmm. bugs that might have popped up um Most of my day is actually working on the process to support the users and then actually mm -hmm. working, meeting with the users, hearing what they're having to say. Yeah. We're actually starting to get a lot of international um, attention um, from individual users, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. um, through forums like Reddit, you know, that's where they're hearing yeah. about it. Um, but yeah, it's really a mixed bag. It's And then operational stuff. I, so I wear like the COO hat a lot. And yeah the CIO hat and all the, all the different hats that are, are related to the tech and the product. I want to go back to the jump you made when you decided to leave your corporate job before you had any security. Walk us through this decision and this transition. <laughs> the thought process. Um, yeah, so, I mean, at that point, uh, Gabe and I had loosely been working on it about a year and a half, the idea um we had you know we thought at the at the time we thought we were going to be working with high schools and high school uh, mm -hmm. departments so we had run a pilot program with uh about 15 i think it was 15 high schools in california um literally meeting with students over like recorded zoom calls weekly so we had started to dig in with what we thought were going to be our users uh, and we just realized that it was you know we could essentially keep working on this part-time probably for the next two, three years. And it, it would take that long to figure it out. Or, you know, we could quit the jobs that we said that we didn't like and, yeah. <laughs> and take the leap of faith and, and really jump in. Um, and I guess to add some more color to the background, like we had, we had done, I think three or four different uh, pitch competitions Uh, one, mm -hmm. one at USC, one was like through Blackstone um, Techstars. They call it like the Blackstone Techstars Launchpad um, during the summer. Uh, so all these programs that we would always get to like the seventh place or like the fourth place, like mm -hmm. never the top, top, but like close enough that we're like everyone recognizes the problem and like we just need to work on the solution more to like mm -hmm. refine it. Uh, so I think it was just a culmination of, you know, I was, I'd been at my job full-time for seven years, I think, at that point. And Gabe was about to finish his MBA program. And we're just like, if we're going to do this, like, now is the time. Because if, mm -hmm. if he goes and gets a new job or I go get a new job, like it's, it's going to lock us in to corporate America again for, you know, three, four or five years. Uh, but, but ultimately, uh, for me, like the de-risk factor in having a family and all, and all that stuff was seeing seeing the app that we made, right? This idea go into an actual like visual app that mm -hmm. even though, it, you know, it might be slower than an iOS app or not as, as glamorous, we were able to see it working 
and like see the vision come alive and then have people using it. It's like, okay, now it's just a matter of, of ramping that up and getting more people on the platform. Do you have money saved uh, enough for, for living for, for a while before you raised money? What, what was the, the safety net? The safety net. Um, so I worked part-time. So I stayed on part-time at my, what was then full-time employer. Mm-hmm. Um, so that helped me kind of extend my runway. And I had a little bit of money saved and then Gabe had a little bit of money saved. And we just said, you know, we've got to do this. <laughs> there's, no, there's no stopping. And uh, yeah, we had, I think the time between giving our notice at work and then finding out that we got like the 15,000 from Antler, which is like the initial money. I think there was like a two week gap there or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't very long until we found out like, okay, with a little bit of money, like this is yeah, good. <laughs> it's a good sign. We have some validation, right? And, and yeah. some, uh, and a little bit of runway, uh, with the, the possibility of raising more at the end. And exactly. It, and it happened. So, so it was, it did. Very, it did very nice. <laughs> so it's a good feeling. It's a good feeling. And, and like the, now, I mean, we keep saying like the work's just starting, you know, not yeah. to be cliche, but it's, you know, it's continuing to push um, forward and, and stay focused on the users and not get stuck on building an amazing product that we think is cool, but like getting yeah. the users in front of the product. Uh, but yeah, it's it's been a journey for sure. Do you plan to grow the team? with this pre-seed round or just keep the two of you? Uh, yeah, yeah, we're definitely, we're definitely growing the team. Um, we just hired somebody part-time to help with uh, being a career guide. So they're mm, there. So Gabe and I are doing that still, but she's also helping because um, we have enough people coming in now. And then um, we're like literally just, I just finished an interview for uh, marketing. So we'll have somebody yeah. helping with marketing and yeah, it's exciting. Being able to grow the team, it's, and and when your paycheck, you like, because now we're able to pay ourselves a little bit. Like, the paycheck says like one degree at the top. That's yes. that's a wild feeling. <laughs> one thing that I saw on your LinkedIn profile was you also, and I think gave as well, started uh, investment group. I think it's called Silicon Beach Investment Group. Yes, yeah, we did. It's yeah, Silicon Beach Investment Group. Um, we call it S Big internally, mm-hmm. but it's a. Uh, it's a essentially a group of individuals that came together to um, form. It's not an angel group technically, uh, but it's it's an LLC that invests in pre-seed and seed uh, mm-hmm. stage startups. So that's been kind of fun being on the VC side of things on a very small scale, but being able to do you know due diligence and see other entrepreneurs in their journeys. Yes. Um, it's inspiring and, and kind of keeps us on our toes. Which has been fun. Yeah, definitely. And y- you investing in companies at a similar stage at yours as yours, right? Yeah. So yeah, we do. And and as of yet, I've not seen a company come through with Bubble, but I hope to <laughs> see one soon. Yeah. Awesome, man. One thing I like about your story is that there are so many points of of the 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 history where you could have spent all your money on developers or you could have had yeah. less runway than you actually did with your with your safety net if you had to pay a developer and now that you raised the pre-seed round and of course it's, as, as you mentioned it's just the start of the journey you now have more runway as well because you're not paying uh, 
a full stack developer, etc., etc. Are you going to hire uh, bubble developers? That's a good question. Um, we haven't thought about that. Uh, we actually have, we're part of a Viterbi startup garage, which is through USC, and there's a, um, a port co. To use, to use the term I just learned, a portfolio company um, that de does development um, through AI. So we've been talking with them. Um, so we might go that route. But I honestly didn't know that you could, I mean, it makes sense. You can hire somebody that does bubble development and that could be really helpful in the interim. Yeah, that's, interesting. that's uh, what I was curious about because I'm seeing the the emergence of this profession which is a bubble developer maybe That's really you, cool. you should have bubble developer at one degree as an option for people <laughs> yeah i like that it'd be really helpful um, and i'm there's probably 80% of the people that could do it better than i do so it'd be good to yeah. work off each other yeah but I, my my question was was more uh, around if you hire someone to build to advance your bubble uh, technology first of all you can manage them because you've done it so far right and then uh, they probably will be less expensive than regular coders and my logic mm -hmm. for that is since the learning curve is less steep for no code than for code mm -hmm. more people per year will learn the the skill and thus yep. supply will, will be bigger than with coding. One last question. Let's say one entrepreneur finds you and asks you for advice about their first step building a no-code product. What would it be? I think the first step would be doing a search for bubble apps just to mm -hmm. see the wide spectrum of possibilities yeah. and get, get inspired. Because yeah. uh, it, it feels daunting until you start looking into it and you're like, wow, you can build so much with no code and I can build so much with no code. And then yeah. can, that's when it clicks and you're like, okay, I'm doing this. I can do it. Yeah. It's, yep. it's possible and it's within my reach. And then you exactly. just, just do it. Awesome. This, yeah. this is, this is great advice. It was doing? a great pleasure. And I, I hope this is just the first of many conversations. Awesome. Daniel, you have a good one. You too. Thank you, man. Thank you. Bye, folks. I hope you got excited to build your own thing with no code after this conversation. And if you want more, please follow me on LinkedIn and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite streaming service. I'm Daniel Weinman, and this was No Code Explorers.